Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't. The conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I had planned to have a guest on today to talk about the book Leading with Legacy that I am a co-author in that is available next week on Amazon. If you're listening to a replay, it might already be available on Amazon. And a few things have happened that made me want to change the topic because I think many, many people out there are struggling with this. And so this is both for those people as well as their friends and loved ones who often want to help and mean well and don't necessarily know what to do. And so this episode is things you would never know about if we didn't tell you. And as a widow, as someone who lives alone, I lived alone for years, just it was me and my dog Harley first and then Sassy and then with Jim, then alone again after losing him. These are things that I deal with and my clients deal with regularly and really, really, truly as I have become more outspoken about these topics and about the importance of letting my circle know what I need. I am learning that people really truly don't know unless we tell them. And so for the people struggling, it can seem overwhelming. It can feel like people already help us so much and do so much for us that reaching out for more seems like a burden. There's so many things. And for those of you who already are connecting with this topic, I want you to know that People really are more likely to meet our needs if we let them know what they are. And I know how difficult it is identifying them. I often keep a list of the new things that come up, but also the things that are an ongoing issue for me. And so that's what today is about. And this came up, came up for me. I have been planning to do something along these lines before the holidays and we're there, right? It's almost Halloween. That is a holiday that people might not connect with people who struggle with the holidays because trick-or-treating, it's not necessarily a sentimental holiday. And what the people who love us need to know is that it doesn't necessarily have to be our holiday, quote, like my birthday or anniversary or those types of things things. It can be something as simple as Halloween when the memories of what we used to do, what we love to do come up. And as we go through life and watch the day and the tradition and the meaning of these days remain the same, yet our experience living them isn't the same and becomes a difficult place, even on silly day, 4th of July, Labor Day, Memorial Day, I spend so much of my time on these days having 
Zoom events and connecting with people because people really do struggle. And people also think that everyone else is out there not struggling. So I forgot what holiday it was, Labor Day, something. And one of my clients said, I almost called you, but I didn't want to bother you. And I had been home relaxing, doing not, you know, not out celebrating like I might absolutely would have been, not might have been if Jim was here. And that that has nothing to do with deep pain, quite honestly. It's who I am. I don't like being out on crazy days, crazy driving days, more likely to be drinking and driving days. I don't like to be out on the road by myself, like when it's getting dark anyway on those days. And my clients from 20 years ago will tell you, because I worked 30 to 40 minutes away from where I lived. And if it was a holiday, a people might be drinking, I would plan my day around getting home safely. And I would see double the clients the day before or after to avoid being uncomfortable on the road myself. And that's my own thing. And that's how I cope. So this isn't just, I haven't gotten past days without Jim. There are days that I choose to be true to me. And I don't want to, I don't want to be out in the crazy. I want to be home with my dogs, relaxing, doing whatever. So these, again, I wanted, to, I originally had three things. It's gone up to six. And it might be more by the end of the episode, but it started because I was at the grocery store. I go to Trader Joe's. I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's not the biggest town, but even when you live in a huge place, if you go to the same places, you can run into the same people, right? Same cashiers, the same staff, the same people, especially when you stick to certain times of the day or days of the week like I do. So I have seen a handful of the same people. And most recently when I was checking out, the cashier said to me, she asked me how old my kids were. <laughs> now, and this is because she has seen me shopping there. And clearly based on my purchases, I appear, you know, it would look like I have somebody with a childlike appetite, which is me, <laughs> um, in my home. And so it was harmless. We had a laugh. It was no, but it got me thinking on the way home because food and cooking and meals when you live alone, whether you're a widow or not, maybe you're an empty nester. My clients who are widows without kids my clients who are widows with adult children and my clients who just live alone. These are things that people go through, but especially someone who has gone through a loss. Really, really, truly meals become so difficult. And if you follow me, you know my story, you'll know and remember that I was eating Cheerios out of the box because thinking about what to eat, the effort that would go into making it, eating up an iota, a teeny tiny part of it and feeling like I was wasting and having leftovers. It's such an overwhelming thing. It was before marrying and losing Jim, but not to the degree it is now. And so those decisions still every single day of the week add time. 
So what you would never know if we didn't tell you that meals, shopping, deciding what to eat is one of the biggest ongoing stressors that we deal with. So what can we do? We can let you know. You, I tell people all the time, please share easy recipes with me, vegetarian recipes with me, things that uh, can be cut into portions and frozen so I don't have to eat it all at once, these types of things. And so not only that, people now that they know this will say, hey, I'm at the store. Can I grab anything for you? Or I was at this restaurant. I know it's your favorite. I got you this. Because they know that that eliminates decision-making that's really stressful for me. So there's so many things about this. I'm only on the first one that if you struggle, it's so helpful to let others know you struggle in this area. Number one, you're not alone and you'd be dumbfounded at how many people I have this conversation with on a regular basis. There are so many who deal with this. So you'll immediately recognize that you're not alone and you'll be able to bounce ideas off of each other, even if it's not in your nature to let others know or let your circle know, which I do encourage you to consider or figure out a way to get there. One of which is reaching out to someone and having them help you get that conversation going because taking care of ourselves is so important. And if we take care of those basics, the other difficult things that come up through life along the way are still difficult, but we are better prepared to deal with them. So first thing you wouldn't know if we don't tell you is that eating, meals, cooking, all of the above is one of, if not the most difficult things on an ongoing basis. The second thing, and this is another big one, I have talked about this with at least three clients in the last handful of days. We need you after the important days, after the important events also. People understand that Jim's birthday or our wedding anniversary or holidays are difficult. And, and people reach out and offer hugs and support and love, right? What people don't know is that the end of that day, the next day, there's some sort of emotional hangover. And especially for people when I go visit my family, when I am out and about with friends and family, and then you return to the empty house that Jim isn't here to share my day with, my memories. Oh my God, I just saw so-and-so in it. Like it's somehow magnified. And I have my dogs. There are people without pets. There's something about that transition from being surrounded by people who matter to just going back home. And there is a, for, for everyone I talk to, including myself, there is an immediate something that happens to our mood, to our comfort level. And so I have learned to plan for that time, for the next day. And depending on what the event is, I give myself longer buffer times at the end. I let people know I might need you more today. But people often think, well, they must be exhausted. They just spent Christmas. They spent the night here. 
I'll call them in a few days. I want you to know, because you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you, that it doesn't matter if you just saw us an hour or two ago reaching out that same night or the next day just to say, that was great. Thinking of you, anything is huge and means so, so much because we go through that shift from being with to going back to being by ourselves. And I love my alone time. I absolutely love it, but there is still a shift. And so letting you know that that happens makes people more likely to be there in any way, shape, or form. So I said, especially if we've spent time, right? Think about being out of your bed, going on a trip, staying in a hotel, staying at a friend's, coming back and being in your bed. It's always different being away from home, right? So we have that as well. If we've, if I've been away in Michigan visiting my family and then I come back, it's an even bigger shift than if I just am hanging out with people in Colorado and come back home. So there's different levels, different degrees, just like there is with anything. But letting my loved ones know, they think Sam just spent however many days with us. She doesn't want to talk to us for weeks, right? We need a break. I let them know, do not, do not assume that I need time. Even if I'm not the one reaching out, I need you at these times more than I will a week later. So that is the second thing. The third thing you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you is that there is this feeling of not fitting in anywhere, being lost or stuck in the mill, right? People no longer think of me as married. I'm a widow. I don't think of myself as single, right? So if I get invited to single events, I have my own set of things to work through. It doesn't feel right. I don't want to go to something where people think I'm there to meet for dating purposes, right? So there's a different classification. And oftentimes people just don't think of the people who live alone, people who live without children, whether it's empty nesters, widow and widowers, we tend to get lost or feel lost in the shuffle. So you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you when you're planning and when you're thinking, maybe you think we wouldn't want to feel like a third wheel or maybe you are doing it on, on the thinking for us, trying not to hurt our feelings, but maybe there's another way to go about it. Maybe you can invite us with a guest. It doesn't have to be a spouse, but it can still be a couple's event and we can attend versus not being invited. And reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love to come to that for a lot of people can be really hard. And like I said, we don't know where we fit. So I'm telling you because you wouldn't know and that can make you more aware as you plan and go through things for the future. I also want you to know because you wouldn't if I didn't tell you that we still wake up every single day and have to remember that this is reality, not just the worst dream. Really, truly, our brains don't understand that. And we go to sleep and we can dream about whatever, wherever with rainbows and lollipops. 
And every single morning, our brain has to relearn, even though it's approaching five years for me, every single morning when I open my eyes, I go through that, I lean over. It's it's not going away. It is less intense. It doesn't take me as long to relearn, but you wouldn't know that every single day we go through that, that every single day there are still tears, even if it's not hysterically crying, that we relive that in a way every day. And before we go to bed every night, it's it's some sort of sleeping ritual, especially when it's a spouse that I experience on a daily basis, twice a day that the world doesn't see and it's invisible and you just wouldn't know. And there's nothing you can do to fix it or change it, but being aware of it lets you know that my morning isn't the same as just waking up, hitting the alarm, jumping in the shower and getting up and going like it used to be. There's a processing time. There's there's literally stuff that my brain needs to go through and the world doesn't see or get. So I'm sharing because you have friends and loved ones that go through this. We tend to overlook and we see people and they're out and about and they look great and we don't consider what it took to get there and what it took to just get up and get out of bed. My progress is not measured how it used to be. I don't compare myself to anyone else and I like seriously getting out of bed for many people dealing with loss or trauma is a win and it's a win that we celebrate majorly so it's not about the same level of accomplishment but we still go through so many hurdles that you don't see we also and this, they kind of connect because our brains don't function the same way, because my brain has to relearn every morning that this wasn't the worst nightmare. We don't learn and function the same way as we did before our trauma or loss or horrific experience. I went to Michigan and I do not learn the same way. I never struggled studying things have always come very, very naturally to me when it comes to learning. And it took me close to a year to be able to read. And when I started, which I love, I've loved reading my whole life. And so even when I started, I couldn't get through a page without reading the same thing over and over and not remembering it or knowing what it meant. And there's this period of, am I crazy? Am I stupid? Am I losing my mind? And it is the fact that our brains do not function the same way. Memory changes, concept of time. I forgot someone's birthday the first year. I never do things like that. It's something that just changes and it's not a matter of studying to get back to where we were. I am absolutely making progress and I've come so far, but I won't get back to where I was. I do not learn the same way. I have to take breaks. I, I have to put in more conscious of an effort. There's just things. So whether you're an employer dealing with an, an, a colleague who has gone through a loss or has gone through a trauma, they might be able to sit and get something done in an hour. 
that might not be the case anymore. They they might they might need three 15 minute sessions with breaks in between. It just looks differently and it's different for each one of us. So there's not a manual to say, do this, don't do this. We each have to figure out our own way along the way. And now I read the way I did. And I enjoy things that took a long time to relearn. So it's it's a spectrum and it's just recognizing that we might not get back to that place. We might not be the same person. I'm not. I love many of the same things. And there are some that really cause me stress or fatigue. And it's just no longer a part of my life. Just like I mentioned, not wanting to be on the road on a day like Halloween or something where Jim and I would have absolutely been doing something together. And it just looks different for me now. And that's, that's just reality. So I think that's five, one, two, three, four, five. The last thing, so that I said there were six, I haven't come up with any more and I will repeat them, is that we make a lot of mistakes along the way. And if we hurt you or disappoint you or let you down, I know I am the first to admit apologize, accept responsibility, learn, try to be better. But we want you to know, because you wouldn't know if we didn't tell you that the biggest person, the mo the, the person we're disappointing the most, the person who we are fighting the most with is ourself. And my I daily, on, on like an hourly basis some days, have to remind myself to be patient with myself, that I'm not meeting my own expectations, that I thought I could be who I was before. I thought I could move and unpack in a weekend and by Monday morning have my entire house done. That uh, did not, does not happen. That doesn't mean I didn't get moved and unpacked and have everything done but it certainly looked different and took more time. And I have to be patient with me for that. Even if it upsets or disappoints you, know that it upsets and disappoints me even more. So while I work on being kind and patient to myself and with myself, please be patient with us as well because we get through this the only way we know how. It changes every day. We do the best we can. What worked for you might not work for me. What worked yesterday might not work today. And so, like I said, just someone looking at my snack size grocery cart of literally like snack size puddings and little baby size popcorns and things like that absolutely could look like I have kids. But that is how I have learned to make sure I have snacks, even when I'm not going to cook a meal. There are so many little things along the way that go into my day that I have to think about that I took for granted and, and just came naturally before. And so I wanted to talk about this because Halloween very well is difficult for some people and it very well could be someone that you know. And there are things you can do if you're struggling. I, like I said, I have a list of things that I need help with. 
there's two lists. There's a list of things I know I need help with on a regular basis. I always need help with my dogs when I'm busy and need somebody to walk them during the day. When I'm out of town, I need somebody who stays here with them. That is not something that will ever go away. And then there are things that come up and it's it's something that you can't plan for, but you still need help and you can be aware. For me, a handyman, especially in a new area, knowing who to reach out to when something happens. These are things that might not seem difficult to you, and I hope you don't ever have to go through it, but know that there are people struggling. And if you're struggling, honestly, the best thing I can tell you is that you're making it harder by staying silent. Two lists. One of the things you know you need help with, recipes, little snack ideas, meals, dropping off meals, helping you make meals, grocery shopping, errands, the dogs, and then the things that come up, snow removal when it happens, raking the leaves if that's something you don't do yourself, the little odds and ends that come up in life, a flat tire, just the things that you can do on your own, but they can become much less stressful even if you just have someone that you vent to at the end of the day. And if that is you and you are going through it alone, please reach out to me, sam at samantharuth.com. We can talk about what you can say, how you can say it. I work with my clients. We make arts and crafts. They can say it in a picture better than they can with words for some people. I prefer words and I can look at something, write it down, see how it sounds before I send it, say it. I can have it written and look at it and, and read it to you over the phone. There's something that will work for everyone. And if you can't figure it out on your own, if it's difficult to say, can you help me walk my dogs on days I am really busy with clients, then please reach out to me, someone in the field, a friend who might be someone who just has lots of ideas and can help you brainstorm my friend Jessica and I always bounce ideas off of each other even though we live in different states and might not necessarily be the person you would think of to come up with a solution we look at it the same way she's also gone through a loss we have the same group of friends and family supporting us and we go through not wanting to bother them again and so I will call her, even if she doesn't have an idea of what to do in Colorado, she knows what it's like to need to brainstorm. So there is someone, even if it's not the person who will be the ultimate solution, there is someone to help you get to that solution. If you have friends or loved ones that you're thinking of as you listen to this episode, please Feel free to reach out on their behalf. I will tell you that 90% of my clients come from a friend or a relative reaching out to me saying, I really want to connect you with so-and-so and I don't know how, or I want to be there for so-and-so and I don't know how. And we just start a conversation and then it's two heads, two sets of brains working on ideas and 
resourcing together rather than trying to figure it out alone. So if you want to be a part of the holiday events, please let me know. Sam at SamanthaRuth.com. No one needs to be alone in this day and age when we have Zoom and the internet and ways to connect. So I have virtual get togethers on all holidays. I'm going to Michigan for Thanksgiving for the first time in five years, and I will still be doing this. I might have to, I will have to adjust the time because I'll be having a different type of day, but I know what it's like to either be with friends and family and need to escape to just connect with some people who get it in a different way or to not be with friends and family, but still want to connect with people who get it in a certain way. And so virtual get togethers have been such a huge solution for people who are on this road, this spectrum of healing. There are good days and bad days. And there are days that we need people, but we need them in our jammies on Zoom. And that's doable in this world. And so I would also love your ideas if there's something you'd like to be a part of and you think I can help create that. No one should suffer or struggle alone. So again, these were six things that you don't know if we don't tell you. And if you need more conversation, please reach out anytime. Until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.